I don't know if you guys know or you should know. Today, um, we should be. What times now? We call this podcast. It's, it's a Sunday. It's quarter to one. Eric, you probably would have crossed the finish line by now in Madrid. Um, yeah, one. Be- you're right, Sean. I am the best runner of all of us. Keep trying to go there, Sean. Well, I, I didn't say, you know, Connor was probably already going <laughs> on in the middle of an ice bath right now. Uh, uh, I'd still be going. And, and Puds, you'd be lying down in the back of a hostel. So, <laughs> that's the I, I was kind of hoping the ambulance would just take me to the finish line. I could just hop off there. Hey guys, Sean here, and welcome to another episode of the Any Given Runday podcast. Once again, we are joined by Zoom on Dodgy Connection on Zoom. We have Eric. Say hello, Eric. Hello, Eric. Dodgy Connection confirmed. Uh, Connor, how are things with you? Say hello, Connor. Hello, Connor. And Aaron, once again, on the Zoom call. Aaron, how are we getting on? Hello, Sean. How are we getting on? Not too bad. Um, Yes, I suppose, believe it or not, we will go straight into today's content with the... um, with the running, and um, we've seen obviously a lot of people doing the the run uh, five, donate five, nominate five, which is a pretty cool thing. But I'm also seeing some some things on Twitter about like elite runners saying people shouldn't be running too much, you should be jumping straight to five k and all that. And I'm like, if people want to run five k, great. If you want to run walk five k, great. As long as I'm nominating, you know, I, I don't really care. I don't really care about stats and get into like you know Rory stories and Paddy Power doing the you know, the people saying they're actually doing the 5k and the numbers stuff like that that's all going to come out anyway when it comes to park runs are all open so that's a whole nother uh, wormhole we're not going to get into but what i get we'll get into was aaron was talking in the whatsapp group about um his calves and stuff were sore last week and do we all have different running routines i know myself that before most runs now i'm gonna hold my hands up and not be a hypocrite on it there are some days i just put on the shorts and stuff and i go right let's go and let's run and sometimes I do that and I get away with it. And sometimes the calves kind of tighten up. I feel a bit sore. And I'm like, Sean, can't keep doing that. But when I do go through a proper routine to warm up, I'm not talking about a huge routine. I might foam roll for like two minutes max just to get the blood going on it. But more than likely, I'll do a couple of exercises in the ground, like glute bridges to switch on my glutes and my hamstrings. Because, and that helps my lower back, especially dead bugs, doing a bit of core work. And then I'll do like six, eight split uh, split squats, kind of like reverse lunges and uh, sitting leg ordeals for balance and knee work. Uh, I, I might, um, if I'm feeling a bit cold, I might do like three or four squat jumps. Like I hate when we do uh, different running events. Like I remember last year I was doing a run and I started off in the sand and your man's like, okay, we're going to do 20 squat jumps. And this was after doing like 15 squats and 15 reverse lunges and high knees as fast as you can for 10 seconds. I'm like, mate, I am doing none of this because I'm going to be dead dog tired before the race even starts. And now you want me to run a kilometer and a half through thick sand? No. I've seen people doing it and they blew up before the race even started. I'm like, that's stupid. So that's one quick extreme. My way is like four or five minutes just to switch on the muscles, get a bit of mobility. And I just want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Uh, Connor, before we hit the record button, you were talking about dynamic stretching. Yeah, so I suppose, you know, kind of going back to my background, obviously everything that you know, I, I do is kind of hurting focus. So, you know, simply bringing that to my pre, pre-run pre routine, um, what I would tend to do is that it would be quite rare that I'd foam roll before, you know, before a run. Um, but certainly, you know, every run beforehand, what I do is I'll do some dynamic stretches. That could be everything from, you know, basic kind of, uh, you know, walking hamstring stretches, uh, walking calf stretches, lunges, um, you know, tuck jumps, um, you know, bodyweight squats. Um, what I'll also tend to do is kind of take, 
you know, anywhere from 300 to 500 meters at a very, very light pace. And I'm talking, you know, could be the equivalent of, of you know, 630 minute, you know, uh, uh, 630 minute um, kilometer pace. So, you know, quite slow for me um, just to loosen out the legs, you know, and kind of get everything functioning because I suppose in the past I would have had problems with my calves and hamstrings um, you know, and obviously running on hard ground isn't great for your joints either. So I find that, you know, kind of taking that time just to warm everything up, you know, really helps how, how long i'm talking about here that the whole the whole warm process like and, and that and how many kind of tuck jumps and squats what kind of rep ranges are we doing here so probably uh so usually about you know between five and eight um okay. and, and this was the whole routine taking no more than 10 minutes perfect um eric would your approach to runs long runs would all change and would it be similar to uh, your approach to before triathlon events um <clears throat> really bad at stretching before the run and um, I'd do like a quick, <laughs> if it's even a minute, I'd start with my ankles, quick calves, quick hammies, one or two sides left and right for the groin, stretch the shoulders and then off we go. Like I, I don't really put a lot of time into it. Now, in the after run phase, that's where I would do a lot of stretching, a lot of foam rolling um, because I don't know, I kind of feel like I, I'd stretch the quads more so um because I, I did get quite a lot of knee pain last year towards the end of the season after the marathon. But um, for me, no, I don't really spend a lot of time doing the warm-up. If I, when I'm going for my 5K best effort, though, I do um, I do warm-up. I run about a kilometre beforehand really slow, and I lose the muscles just because going that fast. Like on a slow run, not a lot. You're, yeah. you're using your muscles, but when you're, when you're taking off at a sprint, there's more chance of things going wrong. So... Um, but for the slow runs, no, it tends to be a quick one. And then afterwards, in my recovery, probably an hour or two after I've ran as well, when I've stopped sweating and calmed down, I'll do a quick little stretch. But then later on that night, I'll go for a longer stretch and holding the, holding the stretches and foam roll. Yeah, I mean, to your point, I don't see much point in doing just stretches before a run. Like, But I try and get mobility in a different way. So I, I get a couple of squats in and try and go as, as low as I can doing the squats. So that's just getting the muscles warmed up as, as, as well as doing a bit of mobility as well. Um, Aaron is laughing at me. I'm actually going to tell this little story here. Aaron watched one of my um, my personal training videos and he's laughing there because he said he caught me doing a set of squats and the last one, he said I went down around six degrees and right back up. And my point is, hey, one, it was probably, you know, the 40 seconds were up and, and two, Aaron, thank you for watching the entire video without doing a single rep of a single exercise. <laughs> And with that said, <laughs> I may as well ask you as well, Aaron, what, what kind of things have you been doing? Because before we hit the record button, you said your calves and stuff are feeling better this week and you went for a run on Monday and Wednesday so far this week. So was there any pre-warmth to that or did you just get up and go? Um, no, I just got up and go. That's pretty much okay. my routine. But afterwards, the last couple of weeks, I've just been going, I don't know, foam roller, kind of out the front garden or whatever it is. And it's just, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes after my run just on that and I'd say the neighbours are delighted with that fight I'd say, I'd say well like this in fairness like it's a good thing like most of the neighbours are away I don't know they must have went to Wexford or something <laughs> <laughs> I love that not the back garden out the front garden that's why he was doing the garden all day yesterday the yeah, back garden yeah. make it look good for his foam roll and afterwards he was can't so run today my back is a little sore. I can't do my long run today. Yeah, he gave out to me when I backed out of a, of a run a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, my back. Like, yeah, but I have like I have a proper excuse. You you just you hurt your back running like the last time, didn't you? 
Mm. I, no, the last time I did it in the gym and, and sometimes it's sore on the run. That's why I do um, some core work beforehand just to switch on the muscles. And, and I, I'm, I'm only talking three, four minutes here. Like it's, it's on the ground. I loosen it a little bit, switch on the glutes and hams a bit with my um, glute bridges. Time eight, ten reps, same with dead bugs. Couple of squats, split squats, uh, sing like audio, get a bit of bands going. Might do a couple of squat jumps, normally don't. And then right out the door, away, away we go. If I feel like I just go and do it. Speaking of um, prep before runs, I don't know if you guys know or you should know. Today, um, we should be, what time's now is recording this podcast? It's, it's a Sunday, it's quarter to one. Eric, you probably would have crossed the finish line by now in Madrid. Um, yeah, I would be- won. You're right, Sean. I am the best runner of all of us. Keep beating my ego there, Sean. Well, I, I didn't say, you know, Connor was probably already done and all in the middle of an ice bath right now. Uh, I'd still be going. And, and Puds, you'd be lying down in the back of a hospital. So, <laughs> that's the I, was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping the ambulance would just take me to the finish line. I could just hop off there. <laughs> yeah, and I know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit weird. Um, I'm purposely doing nothing today just despite the fact that I should have done a lot of work today so I'm not even running so I'm going to have a, a movie marathon instead of a, a running marathon but it is strange it's weird with seeing the emails and stuff and the reminders and you're like ah yeah. but it actually just shows you as well like since it was cancelled probably seven weeks to go it felt like a long time like you know you forget how long seven weeks is in terms of training because we've started doing 5k stuff and I've gotten a lot well bitter in the last seven weeks um, but it is weird in the prep for the marathon like I feel like I could have ran a marathon today and um, because of the training we've done over the last seven weeks even though it was slightly different but it is strange now sitting at home and not having a few beers in Madrid uh, mm. after running the marathon yeah. I, I, I feel like part of me wanted to try and keep going just do a marathon today because I was supposed to do a marathon but then um, I feel like I've done too many kind of short distance runs. My long runs have only been 15, 16K at 10 mile mark. So it's just like, you know, even today I was like, will I go for a half marathon? And I was like, I was near a sub 120 on, on a 16, on a 10 mile. I was like, ah, let's just try and get a good time and, and improve. And now, you know, that, that's in for another day. Um, it, it's mad. Like, I think all of us are running plans and stuff changed. But go back to... I, I uh, go back to last October, the the build up to uh, the Dublin City Marathon because I was always interested in how I react going to Madrid and acclimatizing in one two days and and going through the expo because I know last year we the, the three of us myself uh, Eric and Connor we did the Dublin City Marathon we went to the expo and I was like right the, the training plan went great the last six weeks don't ask about the ten weeks before but the last six weeks went great. I've done more running those last six weeks than I ever had before in my life just to build myself up and get there. I was like, I was feeling good. I was feeling confident. And I was like, just stay here in the expo, take in the experience, take in the atmosphere for an hour or two. I get out of there because I dropped Neve to the airport. So we get there. Next thing I know, the three of us have a competition of how long we can hang off a monkey bar. We're eating pretty much everything. I don't know how many Quest bars, different sugar drinks, different gels we had. We had... uh, Claire from essential oils, all that kind of stuff. So what ended up happening was I was jittery because like I have my chocolates and me, I, I I drink beer and all that, but I don't actually have that many sweets. So the sugar rush was just immense. <laughs> so I remember I came back, I dropped Neve the airport, and I came back and I was like this. I didn't know there was something wrong with the car, or I was just shaking. I didn't know what was going on. So I was like, I have to do something. I have to do something. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna do something. 
So I bypassed the apartment. I went to Tesco's. I spent an hour going around the trolley. I had nothing in the trolley, but I realized I'm hosting a Halloween party the next night. I hadn't t- told anyone yet. I was like, I'm hosting a Halloween party. I told no one. And I was like, what do I get? What do I get? I get this. Now I won't get this. I come down and get this. An hour. I swear to God, I had nothing <laughs> in the trolley after an hour. I was like, right. So I loaded, I just eventually just threw a load of stuff in. I got some decorations. I spent the next two hours after that decorating the apartment for Halloween decorations. Then I started to text everyone and say, by the way, Halloween session of my apartment tomorrow after Martin. Then I, I, um, I watched The Equalizer, Denzel Washington. That's like my go-to film where I want to do other things as well. So I stuck that on. I watched 20 pairs of Jordans and some people may be listening going, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Trust me, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I went to bed and I realized I've done no prep for anything for this around 11 o'clock because it was like, got me ready, race the gear together. And then for the next six, seven hours, I pretty much counted all the little dots in the, the ceiling because I did not sleep. And I'm like, I... I completely messed up this routine before the marathon. Thank God it all went together. But if we're in Madrid, I have no idea what we went to, our hotel beds and whatever the expo and stuff like was like that from there. Eric, can you recall what it was like last year for you building up to the Because you're a little bit nervous with your knee. You've done great running. Yeah, I had a great first 12 weeks of training and it was really going well. But uh, I kind of got a twinge in the knee and build up to it. So I kind of had to stop for the last four weeks. And I ended up out with a sports therapist getting dry needles into um, into the knee. Uh, just to try and relax some of the muscles around it. So uh, I spent the last four weeks kind of trying to recover just to partake. And then, yeah, I was, I was in a bad way afterwards. It was actually Sean, I only sent you on the staff of my runs. Um, but since October, you can see the drop off completely of all my running just because the knee was... After. So I was very nervous. I was looking at, I think I spent the day before looking to get physio, you know, that colour D tape to try and tape up the knee. Yeah. And uh, I went into, I don't know how many shots, no one had it. And yeah, it was a nightmare. But uh, then you had some left over. Uh, so you said you'd give that to me. And then we were putting it on the morning of the race because I'd never tried putting it on before. And the thing didn't even stick to my leg. So I was standing in Marion Square just going, all right, sure, we'll just go for it. So, um, yeah, I think in terms of, apart from looking for the tape and massaging the leg, I think my night was a lot more relaxed than yours. I think I cooked a lot of nice food at home, chilled out, and then I think I actually slept all right. I think I was tired when I woke up because I think we, I think I could have rang you about 12 o'clock or so saying I was going to bed, but I was a lot more relaxed yeah. that time around than I was the one before because I thought maybe because I wasn't thinking I could do it because I didn't know how far I'd get with the knees. So I was just kind of like, ah, mentality was, particularly from talking to Austin and Louise as well, I was, um, they were like, should we just show up and see what happens? And I was like, yeah, yeah sure. It's all we can do. If I drop after the kilometer, I drop and if I make it to the finish, all the better. But I think that took a lot of the nervous edge off me was not knowing if I'd even get through a kilometer. So, yeah, but yeah, it got there in the end. So, um, well, you, I noticed the last during the race, then I noticed missing those last four weeks of proper training, and got you. That, that that made a big difference for me. Yeah, you you rang me when I was halfway through my second bottle of beetroot juice. <laughs> the amount of stuff yeah, you yeah, tried yeah. at the expo. We bought beetroot juice, and then when it came, to it, I was afraid to drink it in case uh, it didn't agree with me for the run. Yeah, I remember I, I almost had an extra bottle or two in the fridge for around six weeks afterwards. I was like, no, no, like that, that's just going to go straight in the bin. Uh, Connor, just before we get to you and, and, and your story on that, um, I was 
I was listening to a couple of podcasts on that kinesiology tape that, that Eric was talking about. And I was reading that, like, that's some of the things behind it is it, like, it switches on and switches off muscles, whatever way it's taped and stuff. So um, basically, just, just, just to highlight what Eric's talking about, he had it done by a professional. Uh, and then we were trying to kind of like mimic that, that five, six days later of someone getting the tape on. But the tape never stuck anyway because it was Mickey Mouse tape that we had. Um, <laughs> Masking tape. Just in case people are thinking, well, who the hell does Sean think he is trying to use kinesiology tape? That's the story behind it. No, I don't. I, I've listened. I've, I've, I've read up on stuff on it. And I still don't completely understand it. Um, it, it, it's it's not like you just throw tape on everywhere. There's like a certain procedure for it, uh, and it depends on the injury as well. But it's not really my field. Uh, with that said, Connor, what was it like the the last twenty four hours or so before your your, your double C marathon race? Yeah, it was very different to the previous year, I suppose, because obviously the year before had been my first marathon. Um, I knew my training hadn't been as good as I wanted it to be, and you know, I think. I literally ran in to get my number and ran out of the expo. I didn't even, didn't even look around, you know? So this year I was kind of more, I was conscious to enjoy the experience a little bit more. Um, my training had been better. I had a full season hurling behind me as well. So I knew my fitness levels were better. I was lighter. Um, you know, I'd taken part in the, the coach Sean challenge earlier on in the year and, and, you know, shed a considerable amount of weight. So I knew coming to my preparation was better. Um, you know, and I just wanted to enjoy it. And, and this year my, my little brother, Stephen took on his first marathon as well. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that he enjoyed the experience too. Um, so actually, you know, three of us went to the, the expo, but Stephen came with us as well as my parents. And, um, you know, I think, you know, I, I had a slight twinge in my calf, but, you know, aside from that, you know, I felt really good. My training had been, had been good and I was kind of confident that, you know, I'd beat my time from the previous year, which was most important. But, but secondly, I had it in my head to try and break four hours and I didn't say it to anyone, but that was kind of what I was aiming for. So, you know, the expo was enjoyable. As you kind of said, we ate more than we should and tried everything that was going and, you know, made some great, great contacts as well. And, um, you know, so it was a really worthwhile experience. I think the highlight for me there was my grandfather has run a couple of marathons, um, you know, back in the 80s and we were able to see his medals from from that time, you know, and uh, that kind of hit home, I suppose, kind of the, the family element to it as well. But Stephen stayed with me that night. Um, so we, we cooked with a big spaghetti bolognese, drank our beetroot juice, juice and a, a lot of water, uh, watched Gladiator, um, you nice. know, so we, we were kind of, we were well in the, in the frame of mind for it in the morning and, and funny enough, you know, um, I don't sleep very well as a rule, but that night I slept like a baby, you know, and I woke up, you know, ready to go and, and like even up until the start line was great because obviously we met up with your, you know, the three of us met up and Stephen came with us as well and, um, you know, so it was all, you know, fun and games until obviously the, you know, the bell rang and it was time to run so you know I think for me that was the that was the best part was just kind of knowing that you know every, you know the work had been done you know I think going forward and for my next marathon there's still you know additional things I can bring with me for preparation but just to, you know I enjoyed the experience that was the real takeaway for me Unreal Unreal um, Aaron how's your week been? Pretty good why? I just I, I couldn't ask you about last October. I felt like I was just leaving. Yeah, I had to ask you about something. I, you know, I, I, we're not turning to a gardening. It's not any given gardening day. So uh, I just asked how your week was. Your run. All right. Sorry to talk- for asking you a question on well, a podcast there, Aaron. You know? I, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to make me talk about gardening. I was no, gardening. I, I, was gardening. Oh. I was gardening yesterday, oh, and I hurt my back a little bit. And that that's where the story's going. I think. 
because we are not running, uh, obviously we're not running the, the Madrid Martin. Aaron, you still owe us a, a Martin. So, um, you know, I'm going to keep my ear to the ground on uh, if people start dropping out and they're not training now before the Dublin City Martin. If, if one of us does find the spare ticket, that golden ticket, putting you on the spot right here and now, are, are you in? Uh, when When is it? October <laughs> bank holiday weekend. Yes or no, are you in or out? Uh, I'll probably go in, sure, why not? Like, 100%. <laughs> well, that could be season three or season four of the Any Given Work Day podcast. Uh, guys, do you have anything else to add to this week's episode of the podcast? Nope. Nope. Okay, on that silence, um, we will wrap it up from here. Cheers, guys, once again for um, listening to this week's episode of the Any Given Day podcast. And thank you for everyone in, in the, the running group. I know we say about it each and every week, but it is getting more and more active. People um, are being very open in talking about their, their, their backgrounds with each run and their, their, their history in, in terms of this run went well, this run didn't go well. There's a lot of transparency in the group, and it's, it's really cool to hear. So um, guys that are in that running group, I just want to say thank you because there are days, like, for example, um, Wednesday, I didn't do an interval run because I once again had my class between at five and six, and then from seven to eight, I didn't want to do, do just two, three cakes. And my legs were sore, and I was like, and then I saw all you guys post up, and I was like, Second hand, I have to do something. So on Thursday, I went down and we changed it up and we did 400 meters. And the reason I did 400 meters is because we got a DM on Instagram talking about the benefit of doing a 400 meter in, um, run over one kilometer interval run and how um, you'd be stronger, you make your calves stronger because it's a different type of running because it's closer to an all out kind of sprint. So, and I was like, my calves are weak as hell and my intervals suck. So, I could, I could try this. So, I ended up doing it and I was somewhat consistent with, with that. I went for eight of them and I was very happy and I wouldn't have got that without you guys. So, thank you to everyone in the run group. Just because we're hosting this running group doesn't mean we're saying we're the be all end all. We know it all experts. We're not that in pretty much anything we do. I like to have a white belt mentality when it comes to that and try and keep learning new things. So, yeah, long way of saying thank you. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for keeping supporting the podcast, letting people know about it. And that is it from all four of us, from all of us. Take care. Bye.